awesome podcast where we discover ways of becoming our most awesome selves sustainability like me are you wondering why we are coming across this word so often in the day to day the latest buzzword by the way is here to stay and rightfully so we love to consume and consume more each day drinks food clothes products that make our life easier products that indulge us we love them all all this stuff has to find a way out of our lives and homes at some point tada it's trash time trash is perhaps the biggest challenge and hazard to most of our urban lives where does it all go trash talking with me is anindo ghosh from the daily dump daily dump is a design led organic waste management company that believes through composting one sets off a journey of discovery of the interconnectedness of individuals systems and the environment daily dump aims at making waste visible beautiful and doable helping divert over 60 tons of wet waste from landfills every day working with more than 75000 households and 800 institutions Anindo is a cheerleader for the daily dump looking at responsible consumerism and working towards aligning business objectives with social environmental and economic needs a perfect trash talk person Anindo thank you so much for joining us today yeah i i mayra thanks could you tell us a little bit about daily dump and your mission to change perceptions around waste that would be a great kick off for this conversation yeah so uh, daily dump is a 15 year old company it was uh, founded by uh, ms punam kasturi so on the face of it we are in the organic and wet waste management so that includes your garden waste and your food waste right and we do this primarily in urban spaces so the idea is to make it you know make composting which is converting this organic waste into compost into manure so to speak our entire agenda is to make it easier to make it you know hassle free so that in our urban spaces where space is an issue you know and also waste is an issue is a big issue so the idea is to basically not give anybody excuses to say that okay i am not able to compost so that is the primary thing that we do but the larger vision that we like to see in our org- organization is that we are in the mindset changing business so we are a design led organization so we think that it's these small everyday habits and you know which will actually have a long term impact so we focus on these nudges these behavioral shifts in our day to day in our lifestyles which as individuals is actually contributing to a more positive impact on the system in general and that is achieved i feel through composting as well because once you are composting you start you know understanding what waste am i generating as an individual right that also leads me to understand what kind of food am i consuming if i see too many potato peels for example in my wet waste or if i see too many if i don't see enough fruit peels in my food waste you know it gets me thinking it gets me thinking okay now next step is where am i getting my food from am i buying it from the right people am i buying seasonal am i buying something which is got from another country which i ideally should avoid 
you know things like that and and it has a you know a shift like that it has a chain effect a multiplier effect where i start looking at my lifestyle in general so right. that's why we say we're in the mindset changing business as well yeah no that makes a lot of sense right um, as consumers we forget to think about the choices we make and yeah. waste kind of starts in our homes bangalore as a city produces 4000 tons of waste a day mm-hmm. right yes a lot of that and out of that 60% is organic waste right which is your food waste right. out of that 60% 45% of that is household waste so we do have an impact we do as individuals contribute to the larger scheme of things and and it's important to hold the bigger players accountable to a certain extent and that is a different conversation altogether but at the same time we can't let that discount our individual impact and that's something which we personally as i personally as well as daily dump as an organization believe so yeah you know like you couldn't be more right about it to be honest with a uh, with a lot of our thinking we we kind of start to hold like the larger organizations responsible but yeah. as uh, people or uh, as chains within the the ecosystem we make certain choices that have a circular effect on yeah. the kind of waste that we produce right yeah. so um, i think uh, it kind of starts with what you call the mindset change if we start yeah. thinking about things a little differently it will start to have a trickle down effect over time exactly 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 and and also just to add to that that yes they are bigger organizations but at the end they are catering to us right so so that's where what you said is is perfect because choices at the end matter that i am an organization selling soda to 100 million people but it's 100 million people that i'm selling it to right and who makes those 100 million people it's 1 2 3 4 and that's how it adds up just taking a bit of a macro scale at the moment we we uh, you know most of us have seen the the recent ipcc report on the red code for humanity and asking us yeah. to take serious action or we're already getting to point of no return what are some of the biggest issues concerning waste in india today uh the biggest issue so uh, off the top one two would be you know one would be segregation and the other would be the lack of decentralized waste management so i'll just explain a little more so segregation is actually you know the foundation of a responsible waste management setup because if i'm segre if i'm not segregating it's just one heap of waste which i don't know what to do with the moment i start segregating i start looking at say broadly it's dry waste and wet waste right within dry waste i have my recyclables which are my paper my cardboard my plastic packaging all of that now if i'm not segregating i won't be able to identify these points and that waste to resource transition is impossible if i'm not segregating and yes municipalities individuals establishments we are all a lot of us are doing our best to ensure segregation is in place there are all these norms which makes it compulsory also in certain cities and towns where segregation has to happen otherwise they won't pick up your waste but just the way our, our country is developing in a certain sense in terms of you know crowded clusters of development in terms of housing and cities and infrastructure it still makes segregation a big challenge and with that also comes centralized waste management so if you look around our city as well in bangalore there are hundreds to thousands of these small tempos that go from door to door to pick up waste right and it's kind of uh you know it's it's 
it's kind of i don't want to say funny but it is kind of funny that you know we have to come to point a b c d e to take it to point z and then keep our waste there right mm-hmm. as opposed to just creating smaller clusters and ensuring that i don't have to travel all around the city to bring my waste to another end of the city so if you see most cities will have 3 to 4 to 5 big dumping points where trash is just piling up as mountains you know and there's no need for that because you can actually and it's much more organized it will be much more cost effective and also helpful for the planet if i can create clusters and we have what we have the mechanism it's just that individuals and the system need to you know shake hands so to speak and kind of meet that okay i demand this i expect this and the system can say okay i am able to do this i'm able to provide you with this how can we then take things forward so as a company we provide on site composting so that kind of helps in a certain sense where even larger organizations don't have to send their waste to the municipality the moment they have segregated their dry waste and their wet waste they can con- convert their wet waste into compost on site which they can again use for their gardening their landscaping things like that and the dry waste like i said before can be segregated and sent to local recyclers you know your kabadi walas your newspaper walas all of that and and that kind of also beats that problem of centralized waste management so yeah segregation and the fact that we go around collecting our waste to put it up in a collection point and in a landfill these are in my opinion the two biggest challenges we face as a country in terms of waste management yeah for those of us who are interested in in the concept right yeah could you just break down what's the difference between compostable and biodegradable so a uh, bio so biodegradable so everything that's compostable is biodegradable because biodegradable that basically means that it will break down in time with nature and with the help of microorganisms with the help of all the other insects and the ecosystem that is at play so if you see like a leaf over 6 to 8 months starts becoming powder starts becoming soil so that's biodegradable now composting is a process under biodegrade biodegradation so to speak so when we say compostable it is with the use of composters which are you know either it's a landfill like a pit where you put these things inside mm-hmm. or you know it's like kind of the products which we make which are either made out of terracotta or made out of plastic or even made out of metal by some other uh, uh companies so where you put all these things inside it and with air and with uh, you know carbon source and nitrogen source it starts breaking down over time but what what sometimes could be biodegradable may not be viable in terms of composting because uh, because uh, you know it will take too long to actually break down in one of our composters so it would be fair to say like composting is a much shorter cycle which could be done in our individual homes whether it be a flat or whether it be uh, an individual standing house so the space is not the constraint for composting whereas for biodegradability it will be uh, yeah i mean uh, what what i would like to say there's a biodegradability is more of a phenomenon it's more of a natural process that happens so even in composting it's actually biodegradation that's only happening but so what you said about composting is actually right in the sense that space doesn't become too much of a constraint so daily dump as well as other companies also in the market we are focusing on you know looking at urban spaces and like you rightly said that our houses and cities are getting smaller we don't have the backyards we don't have you know the grounds that we used to in, in a lot of apartments and but that doesn't mean that we cannot compost it doesn't mean that we should not compost also 
and and yeah so you're right in that sense that space is not that big a challenge in today's times because you just need a few square meters for a larger organization for an individual just your balcony is good enough to start composting critical question a lot of uh, people who have specific requirements on their house might have this question does it smell uh it actually if you're doing it in the right process it does not smell uh does not smell bad rather add to that because <clears throat> compost actually smells like fresh earth when you get compost it's like that fresh earth kind of mix of petrico you know like after rain that smell that's how compost actually should smell and it's even to me personally it's it's so wonderful that an apple that i've eaten or you know banana peel that i've thrown after like 30 to 45 days it just become this beautiful brown soil kind of a thing and without any smell because if you're doing it in the right way so we have certain products and powders that we provide and so essentially you're using a carbon source like coco peat which you mix with your food waste which is a nitrogen element which is richer in nitrogen so carbon and nitrogen mix with air to create your compost right so if the carbon source is good enough and you are ensuring there is enough air circulation there will not be any smell you know uh, when i started getting curious about uh, thinking about waste management or how do we minimize waste i came across quite a few either people or organizations that were talking about a zero waste lifestyle um, the more i kind of tried to implement it the harder it seemed to get which also deterred me from the process Sure. Is is a zero waste lifestyle even feasible or sustainable? <laughs> um, that's that's a good question. Uh, you know, but what what I feel what you said there is about the process. I think personally that is very important. That you know how they say that it's not always about the destination, but it's about the journey. Mm-hmm. So I personally feel zero waste lifestyles are somewhat like that. It may not be possible for you to be entirely zero waste today. but as long as you are going from reducing certain things making certain shifts in your lifestyle i feel like as an end goal as long as you are headed towards that direction you're doing a lot more good than bad and i'll i'll give you an example so one thing is you know about say carrying a bottle of water so we it's 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 a lot easier said than done actually you know it's just so simple every you know civic body every organization that you just carry a bottle of water and sometimes it it does get challenging because you just don't remember that you know oh i have to carry a bottle of water so what i do is i put a bottle of water the night before in my bag or i'll fill it up right before i'm going to bathe in the morning i'll fill up a bottle of water and keep it next to my bag you know so i immediately remember when i pick up my bag i will also pick up the bottle of water and i will head out right so that's one another is you know just segregation Right. i feel like i'm going to be coming back to segregation a lot in this conversation but segregation is also such an integral part of a zero waste lifestyle because it's not just that you know i need to use everything that i am consuming but it's more about ensuring that everything that i consume is being used if not by me but by somebody else right and their segregation plays a big role because all the plastic all the cardboard all those plastic bottles i can only use a soda plastic bottle for so long after point there's discoloration you know it starts to not be very healthy for me but if you provide it to the right people the right recyclers they will again use that and bring it back into the production cycle and that is also kind of a zero waste lifestyle habit right right so so it's one thing is you know because of 
how climate change is being reported yes it is a cause for concern yes we are reaching a point of no return so to speak but that doesn't mean that you know i have to save the world today just these small habits are actually making such a big difference like even for example using a product that comes in sustainable packaging you know like how you as a company are also ensuring that okay there are certain things which i cannot control but there are certain things which i can control so i can provide sustainable packaging i can ensure the right ingredients go into my product you know and me as a consumer i choose brands like that i choose companies like that so at least i'm minimizing my negative impact yes i might be throwing certain things out but the goal is just to continuously reevaluate con- constantly think how can i be better and that i feel is is quite attainable i think it is quite attainable i think so and um... actually i was reading this report which said india recycles a lot of its plastic right yes. one amongst the highest uh, in the highest. developing countries yes and but the perception of plastic is that it's so bad yes and of course it is it depends on the kind of plastic and whether you know there's a a small symbol that shows it's recyclable plastic or is yes. single use plastic yes. uh, we as humans we tend to demonize right it's it's always yes. very binary and it's there are no yes. shades of gray in the middle yes. uh, so one of my uh, journey uh, during the zero lifestyle kind of journey right you once you start hitting the points of oh what's the point of this because you know i just took a cross in today and i threw out the wrapper or you know yeah. i yeah. i ate something uh, uh, from swiggy and i threw out the dabba for instance so, and then you're yeah. like oh it's it's already a slippery slope <laughs> let me just go down the slide yeah yeah but but that becomes the tr- the the challenge right that becomes like okay i have done it's it's not that you know if i've done something not so right it doesn't mean that i can't do something else which is right yes you know like so yes i need to order food sometimes yes it's not always easy for me to cook so so i mean that that, that happens for so many of us so i will generate a certain packaging waste or something like that but at the same time i can also make certain other decisions you know like also top of my head using you know like reusing a shirt to clean my house yeah you know reusing repurposing you know using that cup that comes and i can wash it clean it and put pens in it you know so so there are certain things which which we can actually do and it's not that like you said what you said fantastic that it's not binary it's not always black and white you know and humans kind of function in that gray spectrum actually you know so it's just important to realize that i don't need to do everything right as long as my intentions are in the right place you know like i can do the right thing in a wrong manner i can't do the wrong thing in a right manner right that's really well put some practices that you have inculcated to kind of change your um change your practices around food and beverage that you can share yeah um so before i get to that one thing i'd like to add is you know like you said that the way the the supply chains and the consumption patterns have increased that i am producing food at point a i'm manufacturing and packaging it at point c and i'm selling it to someone at point f or point w you know like that that's how things are growing so that is a challenge i think there are a lot of innovations that are happening in terms of packaging and in terms of sustainable packaging and designing these products and you know ensuring that i am sourcing from as close by for me as possible and supplying it to as close by to me as possible so i think that personally is something that you know it's it's exciting for me to see how companies respond how new companies enter the market such as you know awesome and how bigger players like you also said how they respond to these 
so that brings me to as individuals me personally uh how to you know really move, maneuver around this one is see i'm a big fan of chips all right like mm-hmm. even when i'm working i'll need a little bit of crisp to just you know get the thing going to like keep stress levels low so to speak um so chips in the way we get it in our typical fmcg packaging they it has this metallized polyester right which is not recyclable you need a very advanced level of technology which is very hard to come by so in india it's not even recycled it goes straight to you know landfill so that is one shift i took so uh, fortunately in a city like bangalore and i think in all our cities you get these local hot chips people so they'll be selling you know your mixtures your banana chips your potato chips so what i do is once a week you know and this is which is which even daily dump really emphasizes on that you know even if we are having an office meal or you know an office lunch there'll be someone who'll go out with these three four big tupperwares you know they'll go to the bakery and they'll say i don't want your packaged chips please put your chips in this yeah. and they'll bring it back so that is one shift another shift is you know juices your fresh fruit juices like you said you have fresh tender coconut water brought to you in you know plastic so that's another shift where things which are made every day which can be freshly made naturally made there's no need for me to go to the product alternative so you have all this 100% no preservative juice which comes to you in a plastic packet but you also have somebody who's who's literally squeezing fruits and making juices right outside your home so that's another shift which you can take right you can start looking at natural and freshly available alternatives right for juices um another shift would be so so what what i do is like fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. uh, you know i try to look for my local uh, vegetable seller because it's not coming from somewhere really far it's not coming wrapped in plastic it's coming just by the truck or whatever and it's coming and he's putting it and i'm taking it from him yeah so so you know shifting from larger supply chains to smaller supply chains shifting from so you you get broccoli or even bananas for that matter you've seen a lot of bigger retail chains it comes wrapped in plastic and it i mean no no judgment or whatever maybe slight judgment but it's it's a banana it's it's coming with a covering which is made by you know the universe like by nature there's no need to wrap it again so and we realize these things in individual individuals it's just that we're just so caught up in oh i have to buy this and quickly run back home and do this so it just kind of i don't take action immediately but just you know realize okay this sunday i'll wake up maybe 20 minutes earlier and go to my local guy with my own bag buy these things and come back you know so i think i went on a bit of a rant there but uh it's just these few that my point is is these few small small things which you can actually take which will actually make a big difference to you and the planet yeah actually you highlighted something that's become very intrinsic in uh consumerism today Yeah. So uh the way I think about it right uh plastic is inevitable we made an yeah. humans invented plastic right yeah. it was it's not a naturally discovered element sure. of this earth yeah it's never going away from our lives <laughs> yeah But how we choose to use whether exactly. you demonize plastic for instance and i'm just taking one example of it how we use that is up to us exactly so, um we talked about certain elements like a shampoo Yeah. Now you've got shampoo bars but previously you would get them in bottles and that was impossible yeah. and a lot of us are making shifts to go back so yeah. there is no other way to store for example vegetable oil especially yeah. in a store which is not yeah. plastic like how are you going to yeah. bring it home glasses would break 
and the five liter thing. So plastic has some great elements to it, yes. which makes it highly usable. Yes. But the extent to which we allow them to perpetrate into our lives is is yeah. not thing. There's this thing called Vita nut. Are you aware of that? It's it's a soap nut. Yeah. Yeah. So so we also have a product like that, which you know, it's a natural cleaner. It's it's basically soap sent to you from nature. Yes. Right. But one challenge that we face is that it does not foam as much as what we are used to using, you know, our detergents and our no stain, uh, rugged detergents that we get, you know, it doesn't foam as much, but it's much, it's chemical free. So there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing between you and your fabric. It's all natural ingredients, which is not something you would get in your chemical detergent. There's always some chemical that is either going through your pores, entering your skin and causing all sorts of, you know, harmful things to us. But what the challenge happens is, which even happened to me when I made this shit, is that I'm not seeing that foam. And I'm so conditioned that foam means clean. So it's these small, small things, which we know we actually need to look at, reassess, talk about it, argue, so to speak. Also, you know, agree, disagree, share, exchange ideas, and then see where we come to. Just one uh, final take on uh, waste management. For somebody who's um, just starting off, perhaps yeah. inspired by Daily Dump and uh, your <laughs> conversation here, some yeah, five yeah. commandments that they can start small with yeah. to have yeah. an impact on uh, their own personal waste management. Um, sure. So, so I'll first stick to, you know, the thing which we learned in environmental education as kids is your three R's, but I'd say there are five R's. So it's refuse. So like, for example, single use plastics, that's very clearly a no-no. So things which you know are bad, but you're like, oh, okay, it's fine. This time I'll do it. It's okay. Refuse. Try to say if I need to, like if I, every day I go to office and I buy a plastic bottle because there's no other option. I, it, it's understandable, but say tomorrow I won't buy a plastic bottle. Take it one step at a time. You don't have to be like, I will never ever buy a plastic bottle again. Mm -hmm. Just make a small shift. You're going for a cup of coffee with your friends in the evening. Don't take a takeaway. Just have a glass. You know, just have a cup of coffee there, for example. So refuse, refuse what you actually can. Start small there. Then you have reduce, you have reuse, you have repurpose, which is what we were talking about, the food container. See how you can make use of something before throwing it out, right? And the other last is recycle. But these are implementation, but I feel in terms of a mindset shift, which you were talking about earlier as well, I feel like there are other five things which, you know, are of kind of a more individualistic importance is that one is realization. We need to realize that we are all connected. The waste that we see and the benefits of waste management that we will experience, it's for all of us. So as much as I'm contributing, I'm also going to benefit. So that realization is important. Then is identification. Identification is where do I begin? Looking at your lifestyle, seeing, okay, this is a shift I can do. This is a shift which is not very easy for me to do. And that's okay. Come back to it, but at least make the shifts you can make. Then is segregation, which is, you know, the cornerstone of waste management, but you need to segregate. Then is composting because we feel that, you know, organic waste is something which is very easily available and it's quite easy to actually convert it into a resource. So there's no real need to send your wet waste out, especially. Yes, dry waste, you might have to look for other recyclers. You might have to do a little bit of effort and research on your site but also not again, not too much where you cannot, but mm -hmm. composting is even one step 
easier than that because you can actually get a composter home and actually compost and the fifth from my side would be you know a reevaluation sort of uh, like a revisited consumption so i understand these four things identification realization identification segregation and composting so that brings me back to okay now what can i change how do i revisit my consumption habits and i feel that leads us into refusing reducing reusing repurposing and recycling so it's it's kind of like things that flow into each other it's not like a step by step process i've tried to break it down in a step by step process but i feel like they all spill into each other but yeah and and just from my personal side i just like to mention again that we need to kind of be proactive but also like take a little easy on ourselves there's no need to get burdened and think that uh as much as yes i am in control of my planet and what happens with it at the same time the planet is powerful it is beautiful you know like if you see this six months of covid and lockdowns and you see birds are coming back trees are growing the air is fresher so the planet is resilient we just need to ensure that i am not making any negative contributions i personally believe that me not making negative contributions is actually bigger than me thinking constantly how do i make positive contributions because you start from ground zero and start from ground zero to ensure that as long as i'm not doing something bad for my planet i'm doing all right and then think okay now what can i do better yeah i love the one thing you talked about at the end self compassion yeah. and the and the yeah. self flagellation of course helps nobody yeah yeah exactly so so yeah that's 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 the whole thing yeah wonderful anindo thank you so much for joining us today for yeah. those listening to us please visit dailydump.org it's a fantastically rebooted website and ever confused about what to do or you're finding contradictory information it's definitely my go to site to find information about how i live a more sustainable lifestyle and please visit and join us for the sustainability week with awesome this week thank you so much anindo thanks a lot mayra thanks a lot Thank you.